This is the trigger warning for our show. Please understand that various monsters had various victims and hunted in various ways, depending on the folklore, mythology, or stories that were told about them. Please understand that it is not our intent to upset you. You will be given other warnings and additional warnings depending on the episode, but this is our blanket statement. We didn't write the myths, but we are using them to tell our story. Also, this is the content warning for our show. There will be cursing. There will be some interesting ideas. We will take it in where we can, but be warned, there was beer involved. What if I told you there is a world where not only are monsters like vampires and werewolves real, but they have rights just like you and me. And in this world, there exists a secret government organization dedicated to keeping you safe and making sure they follow the rules. Welcome to Anarium, a Monster of the Week podcast. Hey everyone, it's Cameron, your friendly neighborhood podcaster guy. And uh, I first want to apologize for being late again. Um, last week my entire household got COVID and between not feeling well and taking care of babies that didn't feel well, I was a little overwhelmed. But we're all feeling better, not completely, but we're feeling well enough at least for me to get down here and finish this episode and get it up for you guys. So, let's stop the dilly-dallying and dive back in, shall we? Welcome back to Anarium. This is Sam, your GM, your keeper, your best friend. Uh, This is my world, and I invite you to come play with us in it. These are my friends around the table. Would you gentlemen like to introduce yourselves? Uh, My name is Cameron. I play Bernard, your friendly Kansas native that also... I was going to say, you can't say friendly asshole. Yeah, that's what derailed me. I was like, am I friendly? I don't think I am. I don't think you're not friendly. (laughs) You're a big, tall, mean uh, monster hunter. The aloof monster (laughs) hunter. I am Taylor Catron. I play Marcellus, the 1,100-year-old vampire. I'm Rob Hamilton. I'm your bigger, taller, less meaner earthbound. (laughs) (laughs) And where we left off. Oh, we're not measuring (laughs) that. Not even in canon. Where we last left off, you guys had just left the room of a young woman named Lucy in the east wing of Pinebrook Sanitarium. Setting the scene, we're probably, let's say, what, 11.30 at night? It was late when we started. So it's night, you're here, you've got the two guards and the head nurse, Mary Shaw, standing in front of you. As you've exited the room, the commotion was heard. Mary Shaw made quite the commotion and calming things down. Bernard looks at you two and says... What the hell happened in there? I do not know or understand all that I saw. It will not be a problem for you. I am no leader. <clears throat> but I will say, if Marcellus tells me to kill, I am ready. Hmm. Helpful. Marcellus? So, basically, Mary Shaw, I would say, is doing something other than just helping the people here. I feel like there is something sinister going on that's being concealed. Uh, She, the young girl Lucy kept referring over and over that don't let me don't let her put me into one of her dolls and so there's there's some kind of villainous activity afoot here whether it's mary shaw herself or someone else i don't know but just keep your uh keep your head on a swivel bernard i do suspect she much helps her patients like I help you. <laughs> well, what's the game plan? 
Do we go back out there with our goons and her? Does one of us want to split off? No, we're not splitting up. I feel like they, uh, I feel like being in an unknown territory like this and this being her base of operation per se, splitting up's probably not the best idea. How do you feel about Travis and Barry? I do think that they are only doing what is asked of them. I do not believe they have the power to do more or to do less. They are good men. Uh, I would, uh, so far I would tend to agree with that. I believe they're, they may be completely unaware of any other activities happening here. They're just doing what they're told. But we'll see how long that tends to be the case. All right. What do we think about that kid, Billy? Should we try to circle back? No, I think the kid, Billy, is probably just someone she is actually helping. But I think she's doing more. I think there are more patients that she's doing more than helping to here. Bernard, you should know. Lucy has seen others. That's unlike myself. This is common in this area. Hmm. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you are not common anywhere. <laughs> Marcellus, you do just so. <laughs> well, as much as I like to shoot things in the face, I don't think we have enough evidence yet. I agree. So, so just uh, be at the ready. We'll just say we'll leave it at that for now. We'll continue following. All right, let's go see what the creepy doll lady has to say. As you guys turn around, you see the three of them. They've given you your distance, your time to conversate. Mary Shaw looks at you and goes, All right, boys, it's time to go upstairs. I think we've caused enough trouble here in the East Wing. We don't want to upset the patients any more than we already have. And you can hear that there's some scratching, a little bit more moaning, some yells, people trying to get your attention. Not so much pleas for help outside the norm, what one might expect inside of the more violent end of a sanitarium. Doesn't mean these people aren't being helped. That also doesn't mean that they want to be here. She leads you up toward the back of the hallway, where there is another set of stairs that will take you up to the second floor. Will you follow? Is Bernard still carrying his ecto-locator, whatever the fuck we want to call that? Yes. It's called a PKE meter. It was made up in 1984. It was created by Dr. Egon Spangler. Get on my level, Rob. <laughs> Want to cross streams? Maybe later. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think, and I guess, you know, we didn't say, but I'm assuming I gave all your weapons back. I'm not just shuffling through this hallway. No, you're a hoarder. They're all yours <laughs> now. Just got you guys weapons. are boned. <laughs> um, so Be on the ready with no weapons. <laughs> Good luck. I, I feel like of the two people, we would probably be okay without weapons. <laughs> Touche. Um, <laughs> as far as the PKE, I, I think I was pretty frustrated with it earlier, and I think after putting it in my pocket, I probably haven't got it back out. So I, if, I think if that's something you want me to check, I think you're going to have to like ask me to do it. I would have no interest in asking it's okay. garbage technology. I agree. It's garbage technology. <laughs> yeah, because like I said, as much as Bernard, you know, he likes, he's open to using new technology. You know he will get frustrated with things not working. <laughs> and it wasn't working. So I, I think he's just following. Resistancy um, contraption. It has told you anything? It told me that this contraption is broken and I probably need to take it back and get a new one. It may have been 300 years, but when you know, you know there is nothing else that can tell you. Goddamn right. <laughs> are, are you guys done being cryptic over there? Are you ready to continue your tour? No, I mean, the cryptic thing's kind of our whole yeah, thing. That we, we, we definitely want to keep going on the tour. Where else do you have a sea? Come along with me. She takes you upstairs. And in the East Wing, upstairs, this is more of a living communal area. You see 
bookshelves. You see tables. You see a small area that is a classroom of sorts, multiple desks facing an old chalkboard. This is a place where these patients can spend their day, mostly only East Wing patients. So this side of the building also has various lockdown points, chains. Um, there is a large box full of keys on your way into the room. The room has to be opened by a key on Mary Shaw's key ring. This is where the more dangerous and violent patients are taken for daily, day-to-day -day life. Uh, if you follow down this hallway, eventually you'll come to the cafeteria. That is at the other end. This is a very large room and probably would not accommodate all patients at once, but is capable of seating quite a large number of people. It's white, it's clean, the floors are clean, the walls look nice, freshly painted. The lights are bright, but not too bright. They've really gone out of their way to make this not a horrible place to be. All right. So this is our cafeteria. Now we can only hold about half the patients here at a time, seeing as we have roughly 95 patients at any one given time, plus staff. Now only a few staff members live on site. Myself and Dr. Fuchs, who has contacted me and let me know that he is on his way. Is there anywhere else you'd like to see? I can take you through to the West Wing and their living daily quarters, not so much where they sleep, but where they spend most of their time. Admittedly, it's a little bit more, a little less of a prison-esque feeling in that area. The chairs aren't stapled to the ground, and, well, uh, things are a bit more soft and brightly colored there. We don't want to upset the East Wing patients. What medicine does this doctor practice, and how long until his arrival? As you say this, from behind you, a voice yes, says, Did somebody call for the doctor? You turn around, and there, smiling, is a man in a lab coat with a pipe in his hand. He's an older, thin gentleman, balding on top with gray hair. He smiles and says, My name is Dr. Fuchs, and I welcome you to Pinebrook Asylum. Pleased to be here. So German, yeah? Yes, that is where I may have found my start. That is a good call. I suppose the accent was kind of a giveaway, yes? I am also from Europe. That's partially why I Another person from the European nations. What area are you from? I no, wait. Am, uh... Wait. Let me look. Strength of muscle. And he begins to walk up to you. He reaches his hands out and then stops, asking for permission to touch you. Granted. He reaches out and he feels the bicep muscles. He runs his hand along your back. You can feel as he touches your face a bit, but not creepily. This is a doctor's examination. If I had to guess, I would say you were from the Danish. Yes? Very correct. Yes, the bloodlines there are hard to miss. The way the body is built and how the genetic works. <laughs> What's the matter, Rob? Uh, what you got? You're good at your train, doctor. <laughs> I, just, I think I just look at him. Giggling at the German doctor depicting the Aryan in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I, I look at the doctor and then I look at uh, a kind of gesture to uh, my disguised tree friend here. And I'm like, uh, we're going to skip the exam, doc. <laughs> oh, that is all right. I can tell by his look he is from France. Perhaps maybe from America. I can see a bit of that American in him. I do not think that is bad, but you, my friend, who I do not know your name, you have me at the disadvantage, yes? <laughs> Call me Bernard. You should, uh, you should take that trick on the road. Well, Bernard, I would guess by looking at you, you are some combination of Dutch and Irish, yes? Oh, wrong. Oh, well, I suppose we cannot get some right all of the time, yes? I suppose you are here with the government to check in on your project, yes? Correct. Right, well, I will conduct a short conversation with Mary and the guards. If you will wait here for a minute, I will come back and collect you and I will take you to my office. Then I will show you the progress that I have made. As the four walk away... I'm I kind of want to look at them and go like... He was right. I just did one to add I, satisfaction. 
Are you going with the Doctor from Inglorious Bastards right now? I am not. I have never actually finished Inglorious Bastards. Oh, yeah. Well, he's in the first couple moments, and you are just... The accent's off, but you are nailing his persona. All right, that's fair. I'll take that compliment. Thank you. Uh, they walk away, and they have a conversation. While they step away, however, your radio crackles again. This time, it is a much stronger signal. Your radio doesn't have to work as hard to pick it up. From over the speaker box, you hear Troy. Hey, guys, can I get a sit rep? I'm just flying around in circles. Are you still alive? Guys, respond. That's an order. I think I can give you orders. Are you there? Yes, Fido, we're still alive. We're trying to figure out what the hell's going on still. All right, so friendlies, foes, what are you looking at? Do you need backup? Do I need to put this thing down and come inside? Do you need me to hold your hand? I think they're all right. Doctor's a little no, touchy-feely if you're feeling so lonely. So far, we're still undecided on foe or friendly. All right, that's good. How's your uh, how's your stick figure holding up? Was, did he freak anybody out? Oh, yeah. You should have seen it. It was hilarious. Ah, shit. You can't see it, but Troy hands his little gremlin friend a $5 bill. <laughs> I really thought the more experienced agents would have stopped that. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're right. I'm wrong. Thanks, Maverick. Also, at the end of this conversation, the crackle happens again, but this one sounds from a distance, almost as if it is riding on the radio conversation you are already having. You hear a voice, and it goes, Guys, whoever's out there, whatever rescue team they sent, I'm stuck in the basement. I've barricaded myself in. I need you guys to come down and get me. I've been down here for a few days, and I'm starting to run out of food and water. Can somebody please? And it cuts out again. And we all hear this, right? You all have heard that. Yeah. And the we're, is, we're alone right it? now? The doctor and the other four are far enough away that they may have overheard you talking to Troy, but don't recognize that the voice has changed. They are okay. not paying that close attention to you. They do not seem okay. worried about you. You are guests. That's, that kind of was my, uh, my concern. Okay. I, I think I kind of want to look at, kind of turn my back to the... Uh, doctors and company and just kind of go like if we make a beeline for the basement that's going to be well yeah as soon as they come back over here i'm going to ask to go directly to the basement do you want to respond to the guy you can try yeah i guess we didn't try um yeah why not i'm gonna i'm gonna go back over the radio and be like are you in the pinebrook basement such a sound of relief washes over this void. Yes, yes, I'm in the basement. It's really hard to miss. If, if you could come down and get me, that would be wonderful. Could you? And then it cuts out again. Does this have anything to do with Mary Shaw? You don't get a response. It's just dead space again. Okay. So, shortwave radio is probably what he's using down there, and it's just sometimes coming through and sometimes not. Or something is controlling it. Which kind of leads me towards, this might be a trap. Right, so are we sure we want to ask? I'm, again, probably speaking hushed. Are we sure we want to ask him to take, him, take us to the basement? Because if something's going on down there... They definitely know, and they will definitely have the drop on us. Do not know yet that we have enough to kill. Right. But yeah, well, here's my order. thing is if they take us to the basement and something happens, we'll have all the evidence we need. <laughs> yeah. How close of attention are they paying to... Like he said, they're not paying attention. Quite honestly, almost none at all. Uh, It's almost as if there have been men from the government here in the past, and they have checked in on them. You are more of a a guest of annoyance than anything else, where it's, nope, we have to pay them their respects, let's do what they want to do, and then they can go on their way. Orpheus is 100% going to load up his new, newly acquired sawed-off shotgun with some rock salt shells because that was the advice given to him okay um i think i <clears throat> just want to continue talking 
to the group while we have some space and just kind of say like, look, we're, I'm not going to put you guys in danger. I, I, I had something I wanted to do, but if this is what we want to do, we want to ask to go downstairs. Yep. I'll ride with you. But I just want to say that I think telling them that we just want to go directly to the basement where maybe or maybe not something nefarious is happening that they definitely have something to do with might be showing them our hand a little too much. Well, here's the thing is we're not going to find the basement without them in this giant place. I mean, eventually we might, but they're going to wonder where we're going anyways. I mean, I saw you turn into a big fucking fruit bat. You don't got like sonar or something. Yeah, well, that did happen. <laughs> Please linger on fruit bat for just a moment. <laughs> fruit bat. <laughs> Layered insult. It's it, it doesn't quite work like that. I can reverberate sounds, but that won't tell me where the basement is when we're on the second floor. He would have hit the peanut butter jar if it worked like that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's right. Okay. All right. Well, I'll let you lead. All right. Ready, break. As you gentlemen stop conversating, you look over and you can see the doctor is still talking to the other three. They nod their heads. They continue their conversation for maybe another two or three minutes before the doctor dismisses all three of them. He turns around and looks at you and smiles again. Yes. So, where would you like to continue next? Would you like to go up to my office and we can discuss the work? Or is there something else you had in mind? Yes? Uh, I think we'd like to check out the basement. Ooh, where all the work is done. Yes, I can understand the wish for you to go down there. We will have to go to my office, though. That is where all of the keys are. To come with me. Okay. So, he leads you to the nearest stairwell in the cafeteria that will take you up. It is part of the grand staircase that you saw when you first entered the building. He takes you up those stairs and comes to the third floor. As you stand in the center, it's mostly open in this region. The cafeteria has a very tall ceiling. The east wing has an area, and the west wing are very similar, but at the end of the west wing is the doctor's office. He walks you through, and you see various examination rooms, various testing instruments, nothing that seems particularly nefarious. Maybe one room that happens to have an electrode stand, but then again, electroshock therapy can be used to treat people correctly if used correctly and not abusively. But these items are here. He gives you to his office and he pulls a key out of his pocket and unlocks the door. You step in and when you enter this room, it is mahogany as far as the eye can see. This is a very classy room. Bookshelves with various... Books on genetics and the human form and various genetic ailments and disorders. He goes over... Yes. Can I... I know it's not going to be an insight check, but can I do like a sharp to maybe investigate or study the doctor yeah. and his his intention? I think sure. as a Frenchman, I'd be a little weary of a, a German... You can investigate to roll a mystery. I'm okay with that. Um, you could... As a Frenchman, you're weary of everyone. As a Frenchman, I surrender. <laughs> I, I've been trying to keep my cool. I don't know if Sam's noticed it. There's a big fucking spider by my door, and I'm very wary of his presence. It's still there. <laughs> it's still there. Why oh. did you let Sam know that it's also his phobia? I am a yeah, Sam uh, Me terrified. too. You're the one with shoes on. Are you going to give me sharp, or... That's going to be sharp on that. All right, well, yes. let's see here. Um, You can investigate a mystery. If you're con- conversating with him, I will let you manipulate someone. Which, for a normal person, that's a 10-plus. They'll do it for any reason that you give them. If you ask them too much, they'll tell you the minimum it would take for it to do. 7 to 9, they'll do it, whatever you're asking of them, but you're going to have to do something in return. And on a 12-plus, not only do they not want to... um. They are not going to, period. So if you want, it depends. If this is a quiet, let me look around the room and see what I can pick up, that's one thing. That will be a investigative mystery. If you are trying to conversate with Dr. Fuchs, that becomes manipulate someone. 
which is going to be a charm. I definitely don't understand my disguise yet. I don't understand how or why this works. I'm going to try to converse with him. I think that makes the most sense in character. Okay, roll to manipulate someone. Let's see what you got. Nine? You said to manipulate. I'm not really trying to manipulate. I'm trying to feel him out. Well, with a so nine... So are you going to give me it's kind of the charm idea. on that? Uh, you can take charm still. Um, okay. Think so of it as true you, can, you can have a conversation with him and kind of figure out like he's only going to give you so much because it's a seven to nine. He may not give you everything you're asking or he may play it off, but he will converse with you. He is comfortable talking to you. Had you failed that role, it would have been a, I don't really want to discuss anything with you. And he would have gone from there so that you understand my process as far as your roles go. Okay. So are you giving me a singular question to the doctor then? Oh, uh, let's just have a conversation. Let's see where it goes. Doctor, uh, what is your role with these patients? In what capacity do you help them more than Mademoiselle Mary? Well, as they are needing the treatment, they go to various places. Mary does conduct some of the more... <laughs> okay, I'm going to kill that spider, so we're going to take a minute... Because both of us keep staring at it like it's going to do something. So you guys just give me a minute. Hey everybody, it's Cameron. And right now is normally the time that we would um, play a promo for you. But as I alluded to earlier, um, I was procrastinating and didn't get this episode up. But I also didn't get um, a promo <laughs> lined up for this week. So we get to do something a little bit different this time. Um... What we're going to do is normally I cut everything out and um, you guys just get the finished product. But sometimes there are things that I think are pretty fun and I regret taking out. So at the end of today's episode, there's going to be a little bit of uh, some banter about Marvel and DC and how each of the cast members kind of feels about certain things uh, within those two universes. So um, that's the, the little treat and the little thank you you get. Um, for being patient with me and also just because I didn't have a promo, I wanted to give you guys something. Um, and then next time we're back, I promise to have another promo for you um, and another good show for you to listen to. But this time, you just get to hear me uh, ramble for a second because uh, I didn't want to put it just right in the middle of the show. But at the end of the episode, stay tuned and you'll get to hear us argue about some Marvel and DC things. All right, bye. It's gone. We're safe now. We've never been safer. Just a couple big tough guys. <laughs> Just a couple big tough guys <laughs> ganging up on one teeny tiny little spider. Never did All nothing. Fucked up at times last spider, boys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the doctor looks at you, and he goes, Well, the nurse Shaw takes care of some of the day-to-day -day operations, but I traditionally do more starting on what is a matter with the patients, and I attempt to find the best medications and various aspects of what I can do for them. Do these patients fight against your treatments? Or do you have to convince them otherwise to receive such things? I am sorry, I'm at a disadvantage. I did not catch your name. I know Mr. Bernard, and I do not think I was given the name of our Danish friend either. Well, my name is Marcellus. Did not mean to put you at such disadvantage. That was not my intent. I am Orpheus. Ah, like the Greek, the man who could not save his wife from hell. That is an interesting name for your parents to choose. Such promise and then failure. Hmm. I will cause patient treatment the best I can. Yes, from the East Wing, there is violence, there is fighting. Yes, we try cold water treatments and shock treatment, but no more than would be expected for our time. 
I have strayed away from lobotomies. I do not appreciate the way they do that. It ruins the patient. I cannot work with a mind that is not there. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll, let, I'll let you finish, Rob. I didn't want to stop here. It seemed like you were on a roll. Doctor, I will ask. You did not bring any unnecessary harm upon these patients, No. No harm that did not require. Nothing that I did not need for either my research or for their betterment. It was never my intent to hurt anyone. Doctor, I have much pride in what you do. As should you. I do thank you for engaging me in such conversation. Oh, what would this be? A government visit if there was not a slight interrogation from the one with the heart, yes? No interrogation, Doctor. I just seek to learn what I do not know. Um, so, th the question that I had was, I forgot when I would take a drink of the the flax that I had, there was something mm -hmm. we had talked about. Mm -hmm. What what was it that we talked about? Maybe there being... Cause I, that was... No, it's a move. Was that, was it that was a move. Okay. Uh, it, it gave you positives and negatives. Like your charm would drop, but your toughness would go up. Wasn't kids these days? Where the hell was it? Or it, because it may not have been what the move was initially. No, it was, it was named after taking a drink. I think, and it may have been somebody else's move that you took when you leveled up. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah. So I'm gonna have to go and write that down. So I won't use it right now. Um, but I think you're right. I think that was someone else's move. That's someone else's and move. And I just made the error. And you really it. liked it because it fit the flask so much. We yeah. kept it. Okay. Kind of like how I modified fly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Okay. I just, yeah. I knew there was something with it. Um, because what what I was gonna ask was like, the reason I got to that was I was gonna ask, you know, is there a bourbon or something in this room? I was like, oh, I have my flask, and oh wait, that gives me like pluses or minuses or something. So, anyways, and I can probably cut all this out, but I was just, I couldn't remember. I should have wrote that down. Cameron. Yeah. Um. Well. So. Rob was doing that. Marcellus, was there anything you had to say? Because I, I think, I think what Bernard is doing, I'm, and I, I don't even really care if it's visible. I'm kind of like staying back. I'm not being very trustful right now. I am, I am probably pretty close to the door, like kind of just meandering around, kind of looking at things, listening. But just, I, I, I feel, I still feel very uncomfortable, and I don't, I'm not ready to trust anything or anyone yet so orpheus is definitely and you guys might pick up on this maybe he's definitely a little unsettled around the doctor but you don't know if that is some nationality basis or if it is true to orpheus because he's not inherently racist by any means but he's a frenchman from the 18 1700s he's not gonna love germans yeah, and for, for me, I would say not inherently like a bad person. Yeah, I, I would say I think Bernard, what he's feeling right now is that I, I won't say too much because we have we won't be able to voice it. But I, I he Bernard definitely has some strong feelings about the doctor, too, that when we get to a point here soon, I'd like to maybe be able to have a chat privately. Um, but I, I've I've made some some mental notes as well. So so Marcellus, what's going on in Marcellus's mind? He's just ready to continue on and get to the basement to see what's going on. He's kind of getting into that tunnel vision on something's going on and we need to figure out what the hell it is. Okay. On track mind. Okay. okay. Yeah. So as you three stand here with the doctor, he goes over to a cabinet on the wall. He opens it and in there there are a number of keys. He picks one up that has three or four. This will take you to the basement. As he takes these keys and turns around, your radio crackles again, loudly. It is the voice from the basement. Where are you guys? Where are you? Why aren't you here yet? I think I want to look at the doctor and be like, Hey, uh, you got a pisser close? Uh, the doctor looks at you. He looks at the radio that went off. 
Don't you want to answer your friend? Uh, I'd rather take a piss first, if you don't mind. He points you in a direction. There is a small lavatory inside of his living quarters inside the hospital. Sanatorium. Okay. But still. Okay, I'm going to try to walk quickly to this restroom and get in there, and I'm going to say, uh, hey, uh, ghost radio guy. Hang on. I was going to say I was going to turn my radio down so he could hear the response. Okay. All right. Well, we can. Because uh, I, I kind of picked up on what you were okay. doing. As Bernard walks into the restroom and closes the door, the doctor looks at you two and goes, is there another team member here that I should be aware of? I do not want people oh. sneaking around my building if I do not have to. You may no, come across got, the patients gotta, that is in no our, mood to discuss. We have our pilot in a helicopter above the above the city limits. So it's just him making sure everything's all good. Ah, yes. You're right. We cut inside the bathroom. For what it's worth, it's a nice bathroom. But this guy on the radio is not quieting down. Where are you? It's not hard to find. Where are you right now? Can you come and get me, please? Uh, Bernard wasn't lying. He did have to pee. So he's kind of he's he's kind of midstream. He's like, uh, I'm in the middle of something right now, but we're on our way down. How long have you been down there? I've been down here for like three days. What do you mean you're on your way down? Look, bud, this is my first day. I don't know my ass from my elbow in this place. We're, we got a doctor. We're on our way down. A doctor? What What do you mean on your way down? Pinebrook Sanitarium burned down in 1983. All 94 patients died. All that's left is a concrete block in the ground. Why can't you find the one goddamn stairwell that takes you down to me? Well, I gotta tell you, Casper, that's a pretty startling fucking development. Because I'm in a full-fledged fucking sanitarium right now. Oh god, it's the machine. Oh god, he took it and he turned it up. You've got to find me right now. I I work with an agency called TARP. T-A-R-R-P. You may have heard of it. We were experimenting with energy. The ability to make ghosts come back. To talk to people who were gone. So that we could learn things from the past. I brought it here because we knew there was ghost activity on the grounds. He must have took it. The doctor. He must have found it. Doctor who? Uh, Dr. Fuchs, he died in the fire, but he's the one spirit people see most. What about Mary? Uh, Mary Shaw was a patient in the East Wing. She died there. She was homicidal. She killed people and made them dolls. She kept them in her room, and when they found her, there were three dead kids in there. As he's peeing, he kind of gets like a cold chill. Like, oh, God damn I need it. you to know the fact that you were peeing during my big reveal really upsets me a little bit. Like, I wasn't going to stop you, but like. Oh, that's kind of why I loved it. Sorry. He's now instead of an Audi. <laughs> All right, so he zips up and he's like, what was your name? You got piss all over your pants because you didn't shake. <laughs> Terrible at rolling. No, I had a shake. I, I, I had a cold chill while I was pissed out. That was my shake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the person on the other end of the phone. My name, not phone, the person on the other end of the radio. My name's Ted. I'm one of the lead researchers that was here. I'm the only one left. All the other ones are gone. Well, myself and two other agents are here inside of the building or whatever. The fuck this is uh you're telling me the whole building is there the whole thing not a, not a burn mark nothing as as he is listening to you you can hear an awe in his voice as he says we never thought it would work that well we didn't know we could bring whole structures back we've never used this much energy before for this long all right i walk over i, I, I cut the sink on i'm getting some soap <laughs> <laughs> uh, real, real quick, Cameron. The Henderson move is called Boomer Juice. It's one of your moves. Okay, okay. I'll look through. And while you had it up, um, how the hell don't I see it? It's you get a plus one on going to kick some ass and under pressure rolls, and plus one armor, but gain negative one on going to charm or sharp for okay. three narrative hours. Okay. Well. Um, I know what I'm going to do here in a little bit. Um, 
So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna tell Ted here. My name is Bernard. My team, we are with a group called Anarium. This is the kind of shit. That oh we do. God, not you, fucks. Oh yes. <laughs> I don't even know if you, I want you to find me in the basement anymore. Well, oh, we can go God to, damn it! I'm gonna get in go, so much uh, trouble. We, <laughs> we got we got a lot of shit to deal with. If you just want to stay down there with. Just come and get me, okay? Come and get me and don't ask a ton of questions, please. I'm under an NDA. I'm not allowed to discuss what we were working on with people like you. All right. I love how Bernard blows his cover at every chance he's given. <laughs> Homeboy's trapped. I wanted to make him feel safe. Apparently, it did the opposite. Says <laughs> the eight-foot tree that walked in front of five people. Because <laughs> I mean, I thought about that. I was like, I think this him. guy will probably know who I am. Like, if he's dealing with shit like this, and it will probably be comforting. But now that he said what he said. It probably makes sense, like especially yeah, if they were doing you something. Minorities that was... trust the police because yeah. that's what we have right now. <laughs> it was it was it was unsanctioned, probably what they were doing, or at least a portion of it was. So he probably definitely didn't want us to know. But um, so yeah, I think I'm just gonna tell him. All right, hold on to your panties, Ted. We're gonna be down in a bit. Make it quick. Something's down here with me. You kind of buried the lead there, bud. I was kind of ready to walk out of here. What's down there? Yeah, there's 94 ghost stuff. I <laughs> don't know. It keeps slamming on the door. Thank God I found a freaking... I think this may have been a solitary confinement room at one point. It's all metal, and it's not great. It smells like dead fish. Oh, that's... Or fish is going to kill Tell him to close his legs. <laughs> Unpleasant. Uh, grab them britches with two hands. Hold on. We'll be there soon. And I'm going to kind of turn down... Okay. I mean, unless he's saying something. Nope. He's okay. as soon as you say that, he gets it. He okay. knows something's happening. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna turn down mine like uh, Marcellus did, just so we don't have any him blurting anything out. Um, and then I'm gonna take a sip of my boomer juice, and I'm ready to roll. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna walk back out. Say so, yeah, that uh, that basement. Let's uh let's go check it out. All right, we can go down there. It is not a problem. Please follow me. And Dr. Fuchs takes you back down the hallway. If he's in the front, I'm, I want to be kind of like signaling like ridiculously like, <laughs> we need to shoot him. <laughs> like him. <laughs> like trying to mouth the words, he's dead. <laughs> yeah. To yeah. anyone else listening. <laughs> in the, Marcellus is like, you need what? What is wrong? What happened in the bathroom? I'm, I'm pretty he's sure that Marcellus dead. can hear him if he's whispering. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Touche. Yeah. Um, but yeah. He is um, a vampire. Okay, but yeah, I'm 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 kind of at this point. Like I said, I was I was kind of back. Now I'm standing relatively close to him. Um, probably not because we want to be somewhat, you know, not super suspicious. I'm I'm ready to grab my weapon, but like my hand's not on my weapon. But I'm I'm a lot closer to him than I was, and I'm ready to shoot him if I got to. You see, the the thing that Marcellus is worried about is the fact that if he's a ghost, and he made physical contact with him. That's what Marcellus is a little worried yeah. about. Yeah. Oh, and I, I meant to ask too, um, because we talked about, you know, we were going into a mission and we were supposedly, you know, we already kind of knew what we were dealing with potentially, which was something uh, supernatural, probably uh, ghost like. Was I equipped with these salt shells as well? Um, no. No. No, you didn't buy them. Gear points. No. Yeah. Okay. Nobody spent anything on stuff. Okay. Uh, the only one that did was Full Rob. And that's why I said the only one was Rob. And he okay. only has rock salt shotgun shells, so you know if you run into anything else, it's not going to help. Okay, all right. If we run into anything else, he's not worried about the rock salt. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I think I think I'm just following uh, closely, diligently behind, and like I said, kind of silly, sillily, like <laughs> trying to show them, like it's him. <laughs> As you guys walk down what? the steps. You go down, and the doctor continues to ramble on about the building and how it all got started. In 1952, they bought this building, and the U.S. government did. They put me here in an attempt to understand certain genetic research and how it would affect people, how I could help people with the mind as a physical body. Admittedly, the project has taken a different turn since then, far closer to what I worked on back in Germany. By the way, what 
what branch did oh, you say? God damn it. <laughs> you were from? <laughs> Doctor. We didn't. Doctor. You say you can help with the physical body. In what capacity is this physical body help that you are able to offer to your shall we call them patients? Oh, I see the time for lies and subterfuge have entered, yes. Because I know you are not here with the government to check on their last project, right? You are not here to check in on a German scientist rescued by Operation Paperclip, no? Yes, well, I will tell you that my program involved breeding my friend Orpheus. Doctor, I will tell you who I am, if you can tell me who you are. I suppose that is a fair trade. Make a charm roll. Seven. Somebody wants to help him. I mean, technically he succeeded. Absolutely. But that requires dialogue from you. That's fine. I'm okay with it, just if you guys want to add in. But you, you've got something coming. An answer. Sorry. I got yet. a 10 on my roll. You helped me. A lot. You helped him a lot. I am Dr. Lucien Fuchs. I was once a member of the Nazi party, yes, but I only ever used their swastika as a shield to protect me and my research. They were narrow-minded to listen to a brown-haired, brown-eyed man tell them how the master race would be blonde hair and blue-eyed. If it dares to know, the Führer's cabinet asked me to help them make the perfect soldier. They gave me the zealots and the various folks who were willing to give their lives for Hitler's Germany. Of course, what they failed to realize is that smart soldiers capable of great battle and great thought oftentimes feel guilt and have problems with what they are doing and fail to carry out their missions due to humanity. I have found in the 30 years that I worked here, before one of the patients escaped Lucy Gale, after she barred the doors and burned the building and killed everyone involved, that it is important to have the weak genetics in order to take advantage of those who would be more easily led. Find the strong body, strong backs, and weak minds. That is what Hitler should have wanted. But no, that fool's brain was rotten. Looking for ghosts and witches. Calling on the Japanese to use their kaiju against the Americans. We were destined to fail. Yes, I burned to death in my office. But I was hoping somebody had finally come to see the fruit of my work to find Helmut. I think I kind of look at the group. I'm like, all right, fuck this. <laughs> fuck this. Is Bernard going to help uh, Orpheus? Nope. Or is... <laughs> so what is my seven now, Sam? Uh, he just fully introduced himself. <laughs> What, what, what now, man? realistically... He just gave you all of his info instead of just a little bit of his info. Yeah. Um, but like I said, Bernard's going to look at you guys and be like, fuck this. And this, he has a big smile like, I have always wanted to punch a fucking Nazi. And he just... <laughs> all he, right. He's and charging in. He went, I, I'm... And it, it, this is... I think he's looking at this old man like we talked about. I think it's Bernard. He, he should probably know better, but he's... Oh, that was dumb. He probably knows better, but he's going right in, and he's just going to try to punch this uh, old man, ghost Nazi man. I guess if Sam and Cam would allow it, Mm -hmm. Orpheus would shift back into his natural form um, at a bare minimum before Bernard charges, but would be willing to dialogue depending on how you want to play that, Sam. Give me a quick second here. You turn into Swamp Thing. You completely throw Dr. Fuchs off guard, which means Bernard gets an extra plus one if he can hit him. Plus one to the roll. Okay. Roll to kick some ass, Bernard. And don't forget, you got your plus one on top of that. 
Uh, so that's a five plus. So plus two. Well, plus plus my two. three. Right. Oh, you're at a ten, baby. That's a tough. That's okay. So <clears throat> ten. Okay, you take your swing. It hits that doctor square in the jaw. He falls back two steps and disappears. All the lights in the sanitarium turn off. You start to hear screaming in the background. Then, from a voice that comes from all around, That was very rude, Bernard. Very rude. I think I kind of just adjust my shoulders like, Fuck, boys, I know that was stupid, but damn it, I can't tell you how good that felt. You guys are standing on a stairwell on the second floor. You need to make your way to the basement. I will have it be said that at least Marcellus noticed that the keys dropped from the doctor's hand onto the steps. Okay. I was going to ask. It's, you beat me to it. <laughs> it's dark. The screaming is loud. There is a crashing sound from various areas, almost as if doors are being opened. What do you do? Marcellus is going to grab the keys and say, let's go. And head towards the basement. Okay. Um, again, so I want to ask, because, and I guess maybe I should have been more specific when I did ask earlier. When we kind of talked about I was giving everything I would need on a mission like this, something where we were expecting something supernatural, would I have been given anything to where I could see in the dark or see any sort of... Uh, you still have a flashlight. You still have a flashlight. Okay. You always have that well, inventory. And, and I was going to say that, or I don't know, how sci-fi are we getting with this? Do I have anything to where I could see? Like, Well, I guess I would have been wearing them already. I wouldn't have anything that I could Better. Like, see. We have night vision goggles when we're 40. <laughs> <laughs> um all right so i guess i i'll just i'll i'll, I'll pop out my uh my, my flashlight and I'm, I'm i'm running behind marcellus i assume he was in front okay how do you guys want to and do I'm this gonna, i'm gonna turn back and look at orpheus and say if the doctor reappears shoot him doctor i have made you a promise and whether you are good or bad time will tell but I have made you a promise to tell you who I am. I am Morpheus, and I hope that you can see my true form now. I will not shoot you as Martellus has asked, if you can aid me in what we must do forward. But doctor, I do not know your true intent, and do not know that our two only see eye to eye but I understand doing what one must. Doctor, lead us to the basement, and I will help your soul find rest. I need you to make a charm roll for me on that. That's good. I that like was nice. that. I was going to say, I actually enjoyed that. <clears throat> I like that, but I, I need you to make a roll for me. Eight. You got an eight. Okay. All right. Like Orpheus gives me big, like, he could have it, the, the, like, the big bad guy, like, in his sights, like, but like, and could kill him, but, but he'd like tap him on the shoulder because he wouldn't shoot him in the back vibes. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, Honor. in this system, there is a move that exists under the monstrous that lets you communicate with the monster. It's a mo special move you have to take. Um, certain monsters that move will work on better, but due to the nature of what we're playing and the world we're playing in, I am going to let you talk to him the way you have. I know there are some people out there who know the system enough that they're going to be like, wait a minute, he doesn't have that ability. But given the nature of the beast and what we're working with, I feel that it's fair to let you guys talk to some of the monsters at least a little bit, given yeah. your status and what you're here for. And, and I think this character fits too. Like I think we, I think the way you're, he, he he has an ego, and I think he, I think he is very much he would be the type of bad guy who would like to monologue given the opportunity. A little bit, a little bit. <laughs> and he and Orpheus have had quite a bit of yeah. conversation. Yeah, I, I, that's why I thought what you did was great. Yeah, I don't and know why would up. that change? Yeah. If someone okay. were to take the other move going forward, it would grant them more benefits and the ability to talk to different monsters, maybe even the ones that aren't egomaniacs, and have them be more willing to communicate based on what they're asking. Um, but we will go forward. You've rolled an eight. Uh, I will keep that in mind as we go forward. You're not going to get an answer right now. Um, you will continue down the stairs. You will hit the second floor. Inside the cafeteria area where you are, 
you will see three or four patients, we'll call them now, um, ghostly apparitions of those tortured and passed and died. Some of them appear burned, some of them appear electrocuted, some of them have scratches and scars on them. These are patients who were here. And unfortunately, not all of their ghosts have taken a shape of how they died. Some of them, it's where they were stuck in their mind for the rest of their life. It's not always as simple and sweet as, oh, I died in a fire in a room. It's, I died that day that this grenade went off, and so part of my leg is missing, and my clothes are bloody because this is where I've been before I died. It's, okay. Those Beetlejuice, they, they live there forever as they die? Uh, it depends, because you can die and realistically come back as a more pleasant ghost, but these people were tortured, and given that this is from the 50s to the 80s in which they were worked on, medications and psychoanalysis was not as great as it is now. I mean, it could be better, it can always get better, and hopefully it will. But these patients didn't always get the help they needed. Sometimes it was just to be placated. On top of the fact, the weird geneticist doctor, who, though, yes, was a Nazi, apparently didn't like them very much. They probably didn't get as much help as they could have, so their mind was stuck in how they died or the torture that they received. received. Rob would just like to differentiate for the audience that he doesn't understand Orpheus doesn't understand what a Nazi is, that that's inherently yeah, bad. Yeah, true. No, that's true. Fair. He is very ignorant of what yeah. that means. I, I would love to see Rob the panel. Rob thinks that's bad. Orpheus the, is like, whatever, you're a dude. Yeah, the, the panel in the graphic novel of like, I always wanted to punch a Nazi, and then Orpheus just like, what's a Nazi? I'll help you find <laughs> peace. Yeah. Um, like, Orpheus is like, I'm not a Nazi sympathizer German. for the record. Hey, it's Sam. It's your keeper. It's the guy who wrote the story. Um, I need you guys to know that I don't take using Nazis, taking advantage of the mentally ill, lightly. Um, it made sense for the character. It wasn't really for shock value. I don't intend on giving you serious details about much that he did. Some things will come to light as our players investigate. I need you to know that... This isn't meant to offend anyone, that people who are mentally ill deserve the help that they need, and Nazis deserve some of the horrible worst shit that can happen to them strictly on their ignorant bullshit beliefs. So if I offended you by using these topics, I apologize. It was not my intent. It was trying to make an interesting story while still hitting on certain topics. If you need help, Get help. If you're a Nazi, get, get some help. fucking help. Get a life. It's not it's not great. And I don't really know what more to say. That's a belief that I can't identify with. So I guess I guess I wanted to leave you guys with a quick apology and a attempt at understanding that I didn't use these topics lightly. And did not use these topics lightly. And I hope you can understand. I hope that you found some enjoyment in it. And hopefully when they shoot Dr. Fuchs in the face about eight times, we can all have a little hooray and hurrah. Um, thank you for listening. I hope this isn't your last episode. Um, I hope to see you guys next time. When we can see the end of the story and move on to something different. Um, thank you. And have a good night. All right. One last check-in. This is Cameron again. Um, and I want to echo everything that Sam just said. Um, but as promised, the episode is over. And I wanted to go ahead and give you guys uh, 
that little bonus content we talked about um, as my apology for being late and not having a promo this week. So here you go. It's us uh, bantering a bit about DC and Marvel and a couple other things. Um, so I hope you enjoy it, and I hope it helps this episode in kind of on a lighter note uh, as it stands anyway. So stick around if you want to hear it. If not, it's nothing canon. It's nothing that's going to matter. Um, but it's just a little banter that I felt was uh, humorous and uh, was hard to just cut and... Um, I'm going to give it to you at the end of this episode. All right. Thank you, guys. We'll be back. Bye. Yeah, oh, see, before Christ. yeah, Rob and I were arguing that in our fantasy football league about DC versus we Marvel were. movies. I, I was not even aware that anyone liked the DC movies. That was not something. DC's a better franchise, but theirs is largely the comics and the uh, illustrated movies. I feel like yeah. if they got somebody who understood comics the way Marvel did, they'd do a lot better. Yeah. Their oh, heroes yeah. are way more interesting. Uh, so, they had Henry Cavill out. as Superman, and I gotta tell you, I think he did an amazing job. For as much shit as he gets, I think he did really well. Yeah, oh, yeah. DC was first and better. Marvel makes a better cinematic. DC is better for graphic and cartoon. I give you that. They're the not better good. for live action. I'll give you that. No, yeah, and we can't forget that Marvel was really, really bad at movies for a while. <laughs> um, yeah, they were. <laughs> they did have Howard. They did have the Fantastic Four, so. Yeah, the first Hulk was wasn't great. Terrible. They had two Fantastic Fours. Yeah, oh, they yeah, did. that's right. Oh, God. They even tried it again. They've and... recycled all their own characters. Like, Chris Evans and Michael B. Jordan are great. We can't let them die here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that just was not good. I just, I just don't think the Fantastic Four. Just, I just don't think they're good. I think they're boring. But, oh, no, there were three. Um, oh, you had really? the first one, Rise of the Silver Surfer, and then the reboot. I... And they don't. Don't How know. do you fuck up the Silver Surfer? He is such a cool character. You make Lawrence Fishburne voice him. I don't That's... have a problem with that. It's just what they did with him. What they should have done. I actually never watched that one, to be fair. I knew it was going to be hot garbage, so I never Good watched thing. it. I think <laughs> Leave it they, that way. They ruined Galactus. Oh, yeah, making and him that... a giant because... thundercloud? Yeah, that was pretty bad. Yeah. I was like, what What? What? what are you doing? What... You could have had your demigod before Thanos. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it, my thing is, though, is if DC had Kevin Feige, DC would be ruling the cinematic universe right now, too. So maybe if they would have launched off of Christopher Nolan's Batman series. Yeah. They'd been OK. I'm intrigued by the new Batman reboot after that. Or the new yeah. Batman. I know everyone. Most people are like out as soon as they saw, you know, it was the dude from Twilight. But like the trailer and stuff that I saw, like, I, I think it looks the pretty trailer, good. I disagree. I won't speak for Taylor. Yeah. I disagree. I don't look at Robert Pattinson like, I can get behind this Batman. I don't know. I, I can th- get behind him as Bruce Wayne, but that's about it. I've okay. said the same thing about Heath Ledger, though, so I'm always very hesitant when they Did? cast. Because I was like, Heath Ledger will be a terrible Joker. That movie's going to be garbage. It's one of the best movies I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think he he's really a pulled lot it off. better than the uh, Jack Nicholson Joker. He's I think, a lot better. Uh, that's that's tough. Opinion. They're just so different. I, that's a Jack because Nicholson they're Joker. They're different Jokers. Yeah. Too cartoony. Jack Nicholson I think it's very did the cartoony specific. version. Yeah. Like Have that. you ever yeah. seen the that devil dance in the pale moonlight? Like, it's just... Because, I mean, Joker started off in his first appearance. He killed, like, 300 people in Gotham. Like, the first time they saw yeah. him. And then the comic book initiative guys were like, hey, we have enough trouble with the wars overseas we don't need our kids reading about yeah. monsters at home and that's why we get like fucking polka dot man who fucking stole the show yeah, in the suicide it, squad it, 2 yeah what 19 i thought suicide squad 2 was garbage i haven't hot, seen it yet trashy garbage it was Batman hot one came out it was, it was the introduction of joker and he killed yep. he mass murdered uh, so an entire people. building of people yeah, like they they went big, and then they that's why they got silly. That's why we've got Calendar Man and some yeah. of the dumbest villains ever. 
And then eventually they went back to more serious. Is, they were allowed, which was nice. So frustrating because arguably Batman has the best best roster of villains. Yes. I think he does. Maybe Spider Man is close. Yeah. Maybe Spider Man is close. But Batman's probably got the best roster of villains and anti heroes. Right. I, I definitely for me that's that's what makes. I mean Batman's a good character, obviously, but I mean the Joker is just. Whether it's cartoons um, with a uh, homeboy doing the voice uh, from Star Wars, what kind of thing was his name? Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. Yeah, Mark, Mark Hamill's Hamill. Joker is Arkham, right in the middle of his name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mark Hamill's Joker is incredible. Uh, yeah. Um, I forget what series that was. Actually, he's probably, I think he's in multiple. At this all point, of, but pretty much all of the yeah, series. Yeah. yeah. Um, Which is why their animated series is dominating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. You guys ready? Anyways, I derailed us. I apologize. Oh, no, you guys yeah. are good. No, I just remember we we're on a time thing, so we got to be yep, mindful. I'd like to leave by eleven thirty, yeah, so I can go to bed by midnight.